Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. Well, welcome back to this week's episode of The Armory. We are getting ready to do our first episode that's kind of not in that first series we did, which took a long time. It did take a while. And this, it's kind of misleading because technically uh, this is part of the series in the sense that it's the verse right after The Armor of God, (laughs) but it's not specifically an armor piece. So we're kind of saying it's not in the series, but um, it pertains to it. First not armor piece. Yeah. It's a one-off. We're talking about something a little different than the armor of God specifically. Right. Definitely an important thing for the Christian, but we'll kind of recap in a minute what, what happened uh, yeah. in the armor of God just because it, it kind of pertains <laughs> to what we're talking about. But yeah. I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. This is fun. Yeah. I feel, Why do I feel like it's been a while? It hasn't, but it does feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. But yeah, we're actually about to head out to Michigan to visit yeah. Eliana's family for two weeks. We're leaving tomorrow morning really early. So this is going to be fun. And we have a really special podcast episode for you guys coming in two weeks. Um, You'll have to tune in to listen because we are not going to share what it is. Maybe we won't share what it is, but we can drop a hint on our social media. Maybe. So if you guys want (laughs) to know what it's going to be, you have to follow us. That's There you go. Perfect. (laughs) That'd be good. But yeah, we're looking forward to this. And we're also kind of starting then. We're going off into different things. We're not necessarily doing series for a while. We might do some one-off episodes. I'm sure we'll do a series at some point, but this will be good. Yeah, we're super so. excited. So um, our challenge from our last episode, mm. let's talk about that really quick. It was to finish a book by the launch of this episode that you're listening to right now. So for I guess for us, it's a couple of days, but for you listening, by the time you listen to this, the challenge from the last episode was to finish a book, reading a book. Two weeks. So you had two weeks to do it. Did you do it, Matt? <laughs> I did. I finished a couple books. I guess you but did. I was. I didn't read a couple books from start to finish. I was in the middle of reading some yeah. books for school. I failed on eschatology. This so yeah. Okay. Well, you're the winner. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> I read all the books. So how'd you do, Eliana? I failed. Oh. Failed the mission. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. We need a noise. A little sound mm, effect. Do we though? We're not that fancy yet. Uh, I know. Not kinda, for failure. Seems kind of silly to have a little soundboard of noises. Maybe we should. Maybe one day we'll Maybe just bust out some random noises. It'll scare people. No, I. We're not that kind of not, podcast. I am not an avid reader. It's like hard for me to do it. I enjoy doing it when I do, but I did not do good at this challenge. I did read more of my book, so for me, that's an accomplishment. Congratulations, you did it. But I did not finish. You were reading. I watched you. You were reading from a different, couple of different books. Yeah, that's true. I'm also kind of in the middle of like three or four books at a time because of like Bible studies and then just like, a, what is that other book I'm reading? Fiction? Is it considered fiction? Yes. Historical fiction? Yeah. Um, and all these different things. So it's definitely easier for me to read like Bible study books. Sure. Because all that to like, say, whatever. keep reading. Yeah. Reading is valuable. Yeah, that's true. And you're never gonna regret it. And I'm still doing it, so I'm doing a good job. Good job, babe. Keep going. Thanks. We'll, we'll let you know. Good job, everybody we'll who you know, did not finish their book. We'll let you know in a couple of weeks if she ever finished her book. <laughs> it's so, from the library, so we have to give it back I eventually. Know. They're going to come for us. Guys, did you know that the library apparently doesn't fine you anymore for not returning your books? I literally looked at the library and I said, how are you going to make us give the book back? Like, you're not going to fine us? 
And she was like, yeah, it's a little weird system. She said, we just have a tr- honor system that everybody brings their book back it's like a, It's like, eventually we'll charge you for the book. And I'm like, you're basically saying I can come take these books. I said that to her. And she's like, well, that was about it. So go to your library, take a book. They won't ask for it back. Apparently that's how it works now. Apparently it's like Maybe everywhere. that's just this library. But no, I think it's everywhere. Anyway. So real quick, before we get into the episode today, we're going to be talking about this idea of prayer, specifically for the Lord's people. Right. Um, and specifically, what does it look like to pray in the Spirit and then praying for the Lord's people, which is found right after uh, the armor of God in Ephesians 6. But real, real quick, just to recap, I want to just go over what we talked about that's leading up to this part in the passage. We looked at the armor of God. We talked about the belt of truth. We looked at the breastplate of righteousness. These are all episodes we did. Gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. And so right after we get through that whole section, we get to verse 18, and it says this. Looking at what everything that was just said, he said, and that with all prayer and petition. So put on the armor of God with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit, and with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for the saints. Different versions may use different words. Some may say um, all kinds of prayers and petitions, but that's kind of the gist. Coming right after the armor of God, we see this idea of praying in the spirit and praying for the Lord's people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, kind of get to this idea. What is of like praying in the spirit? Like, what is that? Are you a, if you're a Christian, when you pray, does that automatically mean you're praying in the spirit? Right. Is it just this, is it this, this mystical thing where we're supposed to pray in this different way? And it's kind of like a confusing thing to think about. And one of the things that we like to do in this podcast is provide resources. So there's a great article from desiringgod.org Desiring God is a ministry from a well-known pastor named John Piper, where he has mm-hmm. videos, articles, lots of different content, um, and their stuff is very good. I would yeah. recommend you check it out, and we will publish these in the show notes. But he wrote a little thing, or not him specifically, but someone on that team wrote a little thing about praying in the Spirit. And there's a couple of things I just want to read that kind of help me put in perspective. Yeah, And it says this, what praying in the Spirit is, talking about the difference between praying in the Spirit and praying in the flesh. It says, here's the key difference. In the flesh, we are pushing the prayers forward. While in the spirit, we feel caught up in the way the spirit carries the prayer forward. Mm -hmm. Praying in the spirit is experiencing the spirit of life bringing prayer to life. Um, And this other thing, this other quote here that just kind of really spoke to me says, sometimes praying in the spirit will not feel electrifying at all. It will feel more like groaning. Mm. Um, and I think that is really the, a key thing to understand is that just because we're commanded to pray in the spirit, that doesn't automatically mean that when we make our requests known to God, when we're praying in sincerity, when we pray to the Lord, that we just always feel this passion, this burning desire, this electrifying feeling of prayer. Sometimes it's a very, um, hard and deep groaning that's not very um sometimes it's just not fun yeah <laughs> and there, there's one more thing that it says in this article and then we'll kind of jump back to talking more about it um it says how to pray in the spirit and this is just a a, 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 a three-step practical guide to looking at how we pray it says praying in the spirit has three aspects one admitting our inability two enjoying the creation of a living communion with god mm. and three pleading the promises of God with boldness and assurance. Mm -hmm. And I think that, especially looking at that first one, I think that is like a huge thing. 
the difference between praying, just me, uh, just praying versus praying in the spirit is understanding, hey, Lord, I have such an inability to properly communicate with you. Like <laughs> we need intercession. And the idea that, you know, I am on my own, really weak. And that kind of flows into the second thing. Because of that, I can more beautifully enjoy a living communion with God, yeah. knowing that he strengthens me. And it's him I'm praying to. Um, and because of that, we have we have a God who wants to hear our prayers. Like he's desiring to hear our prayers. So this idea of pleading the promises of God with boldness and assurance. Like we can come to the throne of grace. We can pray the promises of God with assurance, knowing that these are things that have been promised to us. Yeah. Um, and, that, and knowing that God is a God who wants to answer our prayers and wants us to be communicating with him. And I think that's just really cool. Yeah, I think too, like, the really cool thing about praying in the spirit and specifically like looking at scripture is that when you see like something happening in the spirit for believers, like you said, and like the article showed us, that's usually in contrast to like in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about a little bit before on this podcast about how like once you're a believer, the way that the Lord describes us as being in the spirit is being in Christ it says like in the new Testament, you no longer walk as the Gentiles do like in their flesh, but like you are made in the spirit now. And so the really cool thing is that in that first step that you said of like admitting our inability, is that what it was? Admitting your inability. Mm -hmm. Like the cool thing about that is like as a believer, that's so true of you. Like what you do in prayer when we do that is when we say, when we say like, Lord help me, like I can't help myself. Like, we're admitting the reality that's already true of ourselves. We're yeah. like, we're already in the spirit. And so now we can admit that to the Lord in our prayer life with him. Yeah. I think like a practical way to look at it, like praying in the spirit is, you know, you ever, you ever just like pray sometimes and you have all the right words. Yeah. Like maybe you're praying in a group and you're just like, Oh, heavenly father, we just thank you for all these blessings. And we just so grateful for the opportunity to gather and this, 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 and just things are just like rolling off the tongue. And maybe it sounds really good and poetic that's not necessarily, I'm not saying it's not, but that's something like that is for me more often praying in the flesh. Right. I'm just being prideful. <laughs> like I just have all these eloquent mm-hmm. words to spew at God. I find for myself when I'm really praying in the spirit, it usually looks like me trying to wipe away tears as right. I try to push words out of my mouth because I just don't know what to say. Yeah. Which I think is what the article was getting at. Yeah. Right? Like that this, I- groaning. this idea of like, Lord, I don't even want to pray right now. Like... <laughs> help me pray to you like give me the words right. these are this is what i'm experiencing this is what i'm feeling i don't even have the proper vocabulary yeah. to take this to you i just need your help like that is uh, a prayer that i feel like is much more for me praying in the spirit yeah. giving my most authentic self to the lord and being sure. honest with him about what i'm looking for yeah i feel like i have more things i want to say about that but it all kind of goes along with what the scripture says next about like praying on all occasions. Yeah. Um, so praying in the spirit. And then it also says like all the, t- in all times with all occasions um, and all kinds of prayers and petitions. And so I think the first step to that is realizing like part of praying in the spirit means you are going to pray on all occasions, like for all things. Yeah. Um, and so just like this concept of, I remember I had a professor at Moody. Mm-hmm. And she, we talked about prayer. I think we were going through like spiritual disciplines. I actually can't remember. But um, she was talking about how somewhere in scripture, 
I don't even remember where it is, but prayers defined as like this hacking cough. Like if you know somebody who's like had bronchitis or who's sick, like they're coughing all the time. Like they can't get through one sentence without coughing. And to me that just like, I don't know why that, I think the imagery is in the Bible somewhere. If you know it, look it up, then you can, somebody can tell us, but, um, like (laughs) just that idea of like our relationship with the Lord and our relationship as far as prayer is concerned is one where every time something happens in our day, we are not afraid to pray for it like Mm -hmm. immediately, Yeah. like on every occasion we're praying. And so it's like, like we were just talking before this, like, yeah, we want to pray when like this person in our church has cancer, like that we just found out about. But also are we praying for like the little things that happen throughout our day when we, like you said, lose our keys or something doesn't go the way we want to, or when we have to go in and teach a class that maybe we weren't prepared for that day or something like there are so many occasions in our daily lives that Mm -hmm. when we're so like, when we're so focused on walking in the spirit, we should be giving to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we like to come to the Lord to pray for things we need or want Mm -hmm. and we stop and forget to praise God. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find that most of the time when I find myself in prayer outside of maybe studying God's word and I pray after, like throughout the day, if I'm praying, it's more like, Lord, please help me with this. Lord, please heal this person. Lord, and none of these are bad things. But I don't often, uh, what I don't often do is in the middle of the day, so Lord, thank you for this. Like, thank you for the opportunity to do this. Thank you that you bless me with this. Um, and, and seek to praise him in that way. Yeah. And I think when we spend much more of our time in prayer with praise, we that changes our, our whole outlook yeah, on the, not right. just the day, but just on the God we serve. Man, if, I think if we were to stop and be very meticulous and start taking notes about every little time um, the Lord deserves to be praised in our life, it would be exhausting. It would be overwhelming. I think it would really change the way we, not just we look at prayer, but the way we serve, the way we love, what we spend our time doing. And I think that would just be a real eye-opener, at least for me. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, like, something we can do is make that part of our regular vocabulary, like, praise the Lord. Like, I think that's been something I've started to say, like, subconsciously without thinking about it. Something will happen and I'll be like, oh, praise the Lord. And, like, yeah. but I think the reason I wanted to, like, I remember in college being like, oh, I'm just going to start saying that in response. It was actually when like the whole hashtag blessed thing was going around and I was getting really annoyed with that. And I'm like, do people <laughs> actually think that that's real? Or like the people who are saying that are not like actually thinking like, oh, thank you, Lord, for this blessing that you've instilled on my life. They're just saying it to say it. And so like, but now like that's become so much a part of my vocabulary to say praise the Lord that I really like am finding moments and opportunities throughout the day to like praise him even though it might be like a silly little thing that maybe doesn't need it doesn't need to take up too much of my time right like you were saying like our prayer our prayer life I think the point of like being on all occasions with prayer and praise is that it doesn't need to be this like I'm sitting down for 30 minutes in the morning praying that should that probably be marked as a part of our life as a believer yes but it also can look like taking a few seconds to thank the Lord for what he's doing. And mm-hmm. um, that's part of walking in the spirit and having a relationship with the Lord. So yeah, praying sure. on all occasions. And then also what are all kinds of prayers and petitions? We kind of talked about that. But I think just like 
all different ways to acknowledge the Lord. So your needs of before the Lord, things you want to thank him for, needs for others, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Mm. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? To yeah, I just feel like it's important to understand that God desperately desires to hear from us mm-hmm. in the littlest things. Yeah. Like <laughs> the big things are great when we need something big or we want to praise God for something big. But God delights to hear us yeah. walking to work in the morning and saying, Lord, I just really need your help today. Yeah. That's it. Or Lord, uh, I just praise you for the God that you are today. For the little tiny things that we don't think to pray to the Lord. Yeah. Um, God just delights to hear from his children. And when we reserve prayer for the big things, it really minimizes the power of prayer and the relationship we have with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because we only really have uh, one way to communicate with God, and that's through prayer. He's communicated with us, not just through that, but his word and the spirit. But we, if we want communi- to communicate with God, we can pray. Yeah. Um, and I, he delights to hear our prayers. So with this idea, this idea of all kinds of prayers and petitions, I think Christians more often than not resort to the big things, and we forget that God just wants to hear from us. Um, you know, if I, you know, only brought the big things to my wife when we're talking, like right. if I didn't ask her some about the little things, like how's your day, or do you want to play this game, or do you want to do this, or mm-hmm. telling her a joke or something. If we just our relationship only revolved around let's talk about big decisions, and that was it. We don't have any other conversation outside of that. Like that would be a very, very terrible relationship. Sad, yeah. So I think that's this idea of praying with all. All kinds of prayers and petitions. Like, let your requests be made known to God. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. So that was kind of the first part of that, was which was we had was praying in the Spirit. That's what the Scripture said. And then kind of the second part we want to talk about is praying for the Lord's people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the really, really cool thing is the whole book of Ephesians, like many of Paul's other letters in the New Testament, is written to a church. And so throughout this throughout the book of Ephesians, all over the place, there's this um, congregational uh, word wording that's used where it's like, God chose us. He pretended, predestined us. Like we, like this multi-people thing because that's what the church is, right? And so I think it's really cool that now at the end of Ephesians, um, and right after we talked about the armor of God, like which we also we're told is for the whole church not just individuals but something we partake in together like right after that we're also being called and asked by the lord to pray for everybody else in the body of christ and so um i just want to read that it says yeah for all the saints stay alert with all mine says my version says to stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints and so again that what we know to be true about us from scriptures that when we are believers, we're called saints, and there's just such an amazing community um, that's provided. And so, why do we pray for our saints? Like, because like God works through prayer. Yeah. Like, I think we need to understand that about our our life in the church. Like, both in your local church and like globally as the church as a whole. Like, the Lord answers prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think the cutest thing is when you see like little kids start learning how to pray and they start seeing those things answered. Like we were at um, a small group night the other night and I remember hearing like one of the little kids being like, I can't remember. They like prayed for food to be there, like a certain type of food that they wanted to be there. And the (laughs) dad, I I don't know if you're up in the line with me for food, but the dad I remember was like, 
look at that. The Lord answered your prayer. There's pizza or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that was like little, but for her, like she's learning what it means to like be praying and like she's seeing those things answered. So, yeah. and well, I mean like that's, that sounds really silly, right? Yeah. Like you hear that and you're like, what? That is a delight to the Lord mm-hmm. to hear anyone of any age pray for something like, Lord, I just pray that there would be something there delicious for me to eat. Yeah. And it's, it's something like that happens. And you can be like, that was not the Lord answering prayer. That was someone bringing pizza. I'm like, well, it depends what you believe about the sovereignty of God. Like God works <laughs> in all things. Yeah. And I think as silly as that sounds, like that is what the father wants to hear from his children. Yeah. You have to picture it like how sweet would it be to have your son or daughter, like your little kid say, oh, I just pray, you know, praying, literally sincerely praying to the Lord that there's pizza at this party. <laughs> And then they're getting so excited when there's pizza and you look at them and they're just smiling because they're so cute and like, wow, how, how sweet is it that they just got overjoyed yeah. by the fact that the Lord provided pizza at this party. Like yeah. that's how God looks at us when we bring all these petitions and prayers to him, yeah. not just the big things, not just the earth shattering, life ending, life or death issues. But the little things like pizza at a small group. Oh man, pizza sounds good. Oh my goodness, we're having pizza for we dinner. We are having pizza for dinner. Praise the Lord. There Praise the go. Lord. Look at that. God's answering <laughs> prayers. It just popped in the freezer. Uh, um, <laughs> but going back to this idea, like praying for our fellow fellow saints, um, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like everybody has so many stories. I just am like so, so thankful for different times in my community where God has provided women specifically to surround me in prayer. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like even reminded of like this community that we have here right now. I've been able to join a small group with women um, who are older than me. And like I'm learning so much about their prayer life with the Lord to see them go through some of the things they're going through and be so humble in the way that they one, ask for prayer and then two, like pray for other people. Um, and I don't know, there's just so many stories we could share, but I think mm-hmm. it's just like this daily reminder of like, we need to be praying for those in our lives. Yeah. Like how awesome, like, can you imagine like what you, you can't imagine it, what the Lord would do if like everybody in the church started praying for, yeah. for others. And, um, I think there's a couple ways we can do this. Right. And so, um, we like, we need to understand where the believers are around us. And so for most people, that's going to be their church, that they're in their local church. Um, and so I know for Matt and I here at the church we're part of in Maryland right now, there's a prayer chain, an email chain that gets sent out that you can join. So yeah. if your church has something like that, like getting involved in knowing the prayer requests of people at the church, um, some churches, if it's maybe too big to do that, won't be doing that. But hopefully in those churches, you're in a small group or a Bible study, like with women or with men, or maybe you're uh, in a youth group or like a young adults ministry, whatever group you find yourself in in your local church there should be a way for you to one ask for prayer requests from other people and then two pray for those people that are in that community yeah um it's this idea i mean you look at people who want to pray more or maybe they feel like i just don't have a burden for certain people like i don't know what to pray for mm-hmm. these aren't these requests aren't around me my first response to that would be you need to be in community yeah. If you're in a small church and the community's just there, great. If you're in a larger church and the community's in smaller groups, great. Get in that community. And if you're someone who's in community and you're not praying for people in your community, 
I'm just going to be blunt. You are not doing community well. Yeah. You do not know that every single person in community has something they need to pray for. Yeah. And maybe that means certain people who don't want to speak up about their prayer requests need to be asked like, Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while about this. How can I pray for you? There's gotta be something I can pray for you for. Um, if you are not constantly praying for or receiving prayer from people in your community, you're probably not doing community well. It's probably a social gathering that non-believers do all the time. That's good. And I'm just, (laughs) and I'm just thinking like, you know, in my community, in my small circles, if I'm not hearing prayer requests from people, one of two things is going on. One, I've pushed them far enough away Mm -hmm. that they don't feel comfortable sharing their prayer requests with me. Or two, I haven't reached out to see how they're doing. And that's all on me. Because if you are in deep fellowship with someone, you will know what aches and pains they have. You will know what, what on the other side, what joys are worth celebrating that we can praise God for this thing that happened in your life. So if you're struggling to find that element of how can I pray for people in my community, I think you might need to reevaluate the kind of community Mm. you're participating in. And I'm not saying that you first have to look at those around you. First look inward. Look mm-hmm. at myself. What am I doing wrong in this community situation? Where am I not putting myself out there? Where yeah. am I not being as vulnerable? And this is something that I struggle with too. This is by no means something I have figured out. But you will, the closer you get to people, mm-hmm. you will find plenty and plenty of things yeah. to pray for them about. It's and just going to happen. I think too, you said this word and... I think we need to talk about a little bit more vulnerable. Like Mm -hmm. there's a level of vulnerability that needs to take place in your close community in order for you to be able to share your prayer requests with people honestly and openly. And like, here's the reality is like the Lord already knows about it. And so when we're able to like bring things to light or like be open about like, Hey, this is not true of us, but like, Hey, my marriage is really, really struggling and I need you to pray for me about this thing. Or maybe it's something like, Hey, I notice like, I've been really harsh towards Matthew lately and I don't want to be. Can you pray that I would have grace towards him? Yeah, you guys can pray for that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But like, you know, like there's a level of like you have to be willing to admit when you're wrong in your community sometimes to ask for prayer. Mm -hmm. Or you need to be willing to like cry in front of others (laughs) to ask for prayer. Um, And then likewise, on the other end of that, we need to be so gracious and welcoming when people share their prayer requests with us. Yeah. That doesn't mean not speak the truth, right? There's a time for that. But if somebody comes to you, like maybe maybe like if people aren't coming to you to share their prayer requests, are you are they scared of you? Like are they scared that you're not going to respond well? Um, like I think there's just this idea of like there needs to be mutual trust built between people. Um, and that has to happen between in, in like sharing hard things and not being afraid to like do hard mm-hmm. work and relationships which sure. is all of life but yeah. especially in prayer that's a good word cool um yeah i think the only other thing i was going to talk about is in my that i'm thinking of right now is that the people i know there's like a few people i would say i know in my life that have very very strong prayer lives mm-hmm. like there's just so much conviction in them and like when they tell you that they're gonna pray for you you know, like they're telling the truth. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what prompted our challenge for today. Yeah. Give it to them. Um, so the next time someone asks you to pray for them, 
do it with them right there. Right there. Um, I think this is something I've been really challenged to do in my own life with the Lord and like with my friends, because like I just said, it's really easy to not be vulnerable with people. Yeah. It's really easy like to say, Oh, I'm praying for you. Like how many people do you think we said that to today at church? Like I probably said it three times at least this morning. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to be praying for you this week with this happening. And like, that's awesome because it allows me to know what's going on in their life. Like for me to be able to say that, but also like, why can't I just need to pray with them right yeah. there? Um, because one, how many times do you forget? Always. Oh, like let's all be the honest. Time. You do not remember. I'm not talking yeah. about you. I'm talking about people. No, anyone listening who's guilty of saying, "Oh, yes, I'll pray for you." If you don't write it down, yeah. or you don't pray for it right then, I'm going to say 99% chance yeah. you will forget. Yeah. Just that's how humans are. And the are. people in my life <laughs> who I know do remember things like that, and who are actually praying for people, I know personally have made this part of their life. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll just say my dad. Like, he is one of the strongest prayer warriors I've ever met. And I know that he does this with people when people say like, he's not afraid to just be like, okay, let's pray yeah. right now. Like, because what's stopping you from doing that as a believer? Like you said, our father yeah. wants to hear from us. What's stopping us from doing that? And being someone that people desire to share their prayers with, mm. to pray for is not, that's not an indicator of how great a prayer you are. Right. No one looks at someone who's a, what we would call like a prayer warrior and says, I want them to pray for me because they pray a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Those people are labeled that way because they know what their walk with God looks like. Mm-hmm. Those are people of upstanding moral character who are seeking the Lord. Those are the people that are, are people who get asked for for prayer. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes you don't see them praying. We just right. know they pray because of how they carry themselves, how they walk, yeah. and how serious they are about hearing and following up about people in their prayers. So make yourself someone who, that people want to hear to, for you to pray for them. Yeah. Not because you're some special person who's so good at praying. But because you're walking with the Lord and people see that and that would be a blessing to other people. Yeah. So that's the challenge. Next time you see, next time someone asks you to pray for them or you tell someone you're going to pray for them for something, just do it right then and there, right to the, right with them. Yeah. Um, that will bless them. That will be such a blessing um, to be prayed for and to pray for others. Yeah, that's good. So before we end this podcast, um, before we end this episode and kind of this whole series, and this is kind of like an add-on episode, I just want to leave you guys with a quick benediction from the next two verses in the last couple verses of that section in Ephesians 6, specifically verses 19 to 20. And it says, uh, Paul's talking here, and pray also for me. After all that has been said, pray also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And let that be your prayer this week, um, that we'd be bold to proclaim the gospel and that we would be bold to speak. So we are glad you guys are listening to this episode and we're really excited to see what happens in the next couple weeks. Fun episode coming up. So see ya. See ya.